I'm struck by how set in my ways I am. And it's at a point where I feel quite predictable. It's as if you could just take the things I've already said, mix them up, and anticipate what I'm gonna say next. And quite honestly, I think most of us are like this. But I think there's an antidote. This is Deep Talk. The capacity to pivot. I absolutely love that word, pivot. It sounds exactly like what it means. And to me, it translates to one's power to redirect energy at a more promising venture. I'm finally noticing in the heated discussions that I have that I take on a much more fiery demeanor. And there's things of pride involved in defending what you think you know and you can't stand for somebody to continue to think the wrong information or to have a silly point of view. Whatever the reason may be for you to stick to your guns, it seems that both people involved tend to do that. They stick to their guns. So rarely do I see an argument turn out with one side converting to the other's point. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Wouldn't it be so weird to watch somebody arguing with somebody else and then suddenly a light bulb goes off in their head and they realize, oh my gosh, I've been wrong this whole time. You make an excellent point, sir. Good show. No, that doesn't happen. (laughs) What happens is two people present their case back and forth, back and forth, gets more and more intense. People get more and more grounded in the opinions they had at the beginning and nothing gets done. No revelation has been made to either party. And I think this is because of an inability for us to pivot. There's a lovely bit of dialogue at the beginning of Quentin Tarantino's Django Unchained. It's between one of two slave owners and one of our main protagonists, Dr. King Schultz. And I'm going to quote this directly here. Hey, stop talking to him like that. Like what? Like that. My dear sir... I am simply trying to ascertain... Speak English, goddammit. Everybody calm down. I'm simply a customer trying to conduct a transaction. I don't care. No sale. Off with you. Oh, don't be ridiculous. Of course they're for sale. The slave owner points his gun at Schultz. Move it. And here's the part that I love. My good man, did you simply get carried away with your dramatic gesture, or are you pointing your weapon at me with lethal intention? Last chance, fancy pants. And then Dr. King Schultz takes the man down. It's awesome. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Now that you've heard me quote it directly and do impressions of it, please do not let that dissuade you from how good the movie actually is. Anyway, I'm going to reread that one line. He says, My good man, did you simply get carried away with your dramatic gesture, or are you pointing your weapon at me with lethal intention? I love that. I think when we're debating somebody and we get to a point where we're talking a little more intensely and loudly, the reasonable part of our brain pulls back and the caveman, the fighter, replaces it. And this part of us has a lot less to do with self-preservation and it has more to do with conquering. And the desire to conquer is an infectious and self-destructive disposition. You don't last too long if you look at everybody like an enemy. So in that mindset, as Dr. King Schultz says, we might get carried away with a dramatic gesture. We might do something over the top. 
We might say something that we don't actually mean, but we're in the moment. You know, we're fired up. We're cavemen. And so because we've made this grand gesture, this statement that's so unlike our normal selves, because we're doing it right then, we believe that it's within our bounds to do it because we're already doing it. That it's not unreasonable because this is the action I've already taken. I'm not exactly sure how I got here, but I've already started, so I'm going to continue. We're talking about a time frame that is so ridiculously small and that we're thinking so little about. These moments of contention are a breeding ground for rash decisions and terrible outcomes. And so we sometimes end up doing things that we would never do in a normal situation. If we looked at our values and we looked at the type of person that we wanted to be, we wouldn't choose to do this to another person. We wouldn't choose to say these things to another person. And yet we do because we've been caught up in the heat of the moment in our grand gesture. And in the end, the slave owner gets what's coming to him. Because of his rash decisions, he ends up dead. And I hope this fictional example doesn't dissuade you from comprehending the uh, dangers of overreacting. Although death isn't normally on the table, there's still a lot at stake when we choose to overreact. Let's look at it through the scope of spouses. The rent's due soon, there's other bills to pay, and one of them wants to go on a vacation. And they go back and forth. We don't have enough money for it, but man, we've been working so hard, we've earned it. Both parties are sticking to their guns. One of them is concerned that they won't have enough money to pay rent. The other one feels like what they need is a break after a long time. Both of those positions are reasonable. But as these arguments persist, the urgency of your position grows stronger, and both parties seem to grow more desperate to maintain their points. Most of the times, these situations are never as dire and immediate as they seem, but because you're hashing it out right there, it feels like it's all coming down around you in that moment. Most of the time, it's not. So here's the point where one's capacity to pivot can work wonders. To pivot in this case is not to give up. It's to gently redirect your energy towards a more likely path of success. It's to compromise. But I don't like using the word compromise because there's too much of a feeling of loss there. Like there was this original pure goal and then you're, you're giving that up for some incomplete partial success. And it feels like failure more than it feels like success to me. But pivoting doesn't. To pivot just feels so much more efficient and so much less shameful than to compromise. And so what this looks like between this arguments of spouses is for you to allow yourself to actually hear what they're saying. If you're the person saying, we need to go on vacation, then what you need to hear in this moment from Mr. or Mrs. Frugal is things are tight. We have to cover the essentials, the basics of just being able to stay in this house, being able to pay for food. And those are real problems. Those are real concerns. Now, though it sound like I might, I'm not on the side of frugal pants. I'm on the side of let's go on a vacation. That's just my natural disposition. I'm not good with money, and I prefer to use money for experiences and adventure and covering the basics isn't always my highest priority. But despite that, I feel like I can see both sides. 
on the one hand, there's this looming homelessness thing, and on the other hand, there's all of this wasted time just working and not bonding and not being together, and things are growing cold, and we need to ignite that flame again. Physical needs and emotional needs, I think they're on the same level. You know, both are ridiculously important for the continuance of a good life. But if either of these people are going to pivot, they're going to need to see the other person's point of view, and they're going to need to adapt their own point of view to accommodate their spouses. If you hear what they're saying, and you internalize the valuable elements of their perspective, and you take on that perspective with your own, then you're going to see much more clearly you're going to see that these aren't opposing sides. They're just two different people managing different parts of their shared situation. And once you know that, once you breathe, the heat of the moment can kind of dissipate, at least for you. And you're in a much better position after you breathe to appreciate your partner's perspective to hear them out, to feel their point of view, and then to propose something a little more reasonable. Like, okay, you're right, we do need a save, but let's make a plan. As soon as we cover our bases of the essentials, we're gonna take a weekend, just us, and relax. And they say, deal. And then you make out. Everything's good, you're happy. What a simple solution. How easy was that? It wasn't, not for most of us because we're all sticking to our guns. Being in our own heads, seeing it from our own eyes, gives us this feeling that what we believe has this universal truth to it, and it doesn't. Every single person has this universal truth, this feeling in their head that their decisions and their perspectives are a compass that others can follow. But we all just have pieces. That's it, we all, we all just have pieces of truth, and everybody picks things that, that, that line up with their personalities, and we're all just walking around with parts of these overall pieces of wisdom. And so if we look at people like that, if we appreciate that they have a perspective that we might not, then we start looking at people as assets instead of enemies. We can start looking at people as opportunities to learn instead of looking at them as creatures to conquer. It's amazing what this can do for relationships. The capacity to pivot is a muscle that we so rarely use. And I think it applies to more than just relationships. I think it applies to business and your ability to find success. And I'm not trying to Dave Ramsey or Tony Robbins your butts, but there's wisdom here. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> when it comes to business and when it comes to money, Investment is the fuel that drives you closer to success. Investment of your time in the form of creativity, in the forms of manual labor, in the form of emotional vulnerability with the team that you're working with. You're just putting all of this energy into this thing that you hope is going to grow into something beautiful, something that nobody's ever done before. But in those times where, unfortunately, your venture is failing and it's plummeting, and you realize that you've given it everything and it's still refusing to grow, whether it's because there isn't a market for it, it's not the right time, or you're just not the person to do it, the capacity to pivot will keep you from going all the way under. As a business is failing, the last thing you should be feeling is defeat. 
you should not be indulging this. You shouldn't be mourning it because that time could be spent working on a new thing. And my goodness, is it hard to restart from the ground up. But the thing is, you don't have to, not fully. I think all of these random elements in the world are connected. I think that the skills you take on and the discoveries that you make don't only apply to the venture that you're currently in. Everything applies to everything if you figure out a way to do it. I know that's vague. I know that's obscure. But it's true. It's all about your perspective. You can look at this failing venture as a waste of time, or you can look at it as experiences had that might guide you to future opportunities. So instead of mourning the loss of this concept, you're going to redirect your energies. You're going to take the skills that you've acquired and the ideas that you've formed and the prototypes that you've made, and you're going to find another place to put them. You're going to find another industry to apply this wisdom to. Because I swear, 95% of things that will be discovered here in the next decade are just taking some principle, some tool from one industry and just putting it somewhere else. There was a time where there was bread and there was a time where there was meat and cheese and they all sat separately until one day some Italian guy was just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to put this stuff together. And he made a pizza. There was a time before pizzas, you know, somebody had to do it. And that guy just reached across all the food groups <laughs> and he mashed it together and he found something beautiful. And before that time, I'm sure he took an eggplant and a pickle, two cans of mayonnaise and a turnip, and he mushed it all together and it tasted like crap. And it was a failure. But he went on to make the pizza. Now, I'd like to note that the situation probably didn't happen, and I'm not positive that an Italian man made pizza, but I hope you get the gist. Now, a big obstacle that's inevitably going to come into play as you pivot will be imposter syndrome. As you're exploring uncharted waters and fields that you've never been in before, you're going to see these people around you that know a lot more than you, that have been in this specific industry for a lot longer. And their seasoned vernacular, their ability to just, without thought, manipulate the tools of their trade could be intimidating. And it could make you feel like you have no right to be there. It's pervasive, but it's not true. Because there have been points in my life where I've been at the top of the game, and I felt like I was the best there was at my thing. And then comes along this inexperienced, naive, impractical dude who hasn't been doing what I've been doing for long at all. And he comes up with something amazing. And that made me realize and appreciate for the first time in my life that idiots can have great ideas. And you could be that idiot. <laughs> That's the thing that, like, it's okay. It's okay to be stupid at something, you know? That's what happens when you pursue a new field. That's what happens when you start to explore and move out of your comfort zone. You're going to feel like an idiot. You're going to feel like a child trying to walk for the first time. You just don't know what's going on. You don't know the jargon that people are saying or the tools that you're using. But if they're doing it, you can do it. Because rest assured, the skilled savant in front of you was once an idiot himself, just like you. But the crucial difference between this skilled person in front of you and your inexperienced butt is your capacity to pivot. And with that tool, you can break boundaries. <laughs>